a lovely cigar. It's actually a term I use all the time. Like, oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's wonderful. Not enough people use lovely, except, of course, for the people of lovely cigars out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. And Fingers Malloy, you do love yourself some Green Bay, don't you? I spent a month there one night. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Don't ask a Detroit Lions fan about Green Bay. By the way, how are those Detroit Lions doing? Uh, they are in the divisional round of the playoffs hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you did shed a tear. Yes, a tear was shed. We will discuss that coming up. Lovely Cigars is a, a name in cigars that's over 100 years old. It was a big, big thing. Uh, it was actually under the Ain't They Lovely name. Well, they brought it back. Boutique brand, not available everywhere. You can certainly find it in the Midwest. You can go to lovelycigars.com. They've got two cigars that they have. This is their core line, the 162, which is actually named for a union uh, because it was a union town, union shop, big, big place for cigar making, the local 162. This cigar, which uh, is an Ecuadorian in the wrapper, and then the binder and the filler, Sumatra and Nicaraguan, is a Churchill, or at least what they call a Churchill, six and a half by 48, which means it's six and a half inches long. <laughs> Always makes fingers really laugh. And the ring gauge is a 48, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter. A 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. Now, I think most people see their Churchills at seven inches, at, at least. Is, go ahead, fingers. <laughs> oh, it's not, I don't even have to be here. That's the, that's the amazing part about that laugh. Um, but this is, is lovely. It is, get it? I said lovely. Uh, what is interesting about the cigar is that from the construction side, two things are apparent. First, you can just see every part of the leaf. It's almost weird. It's, it's, it's a bit of a, of a middle brown, right? It's not dark brown. It's not light brown. It's a middle brown. You can really see the leaf. There are moments where in the hand it feels super light. But remember, it's only a six and a half inch cigar and a 48 ring gauge, that smaller ring gauge, which I happen to love. And then there are times where it feels just right. And I haven't figured out which one it is, Fingers. It does feel a little bit light to me, but I just got out of the gym. Oh, is that right? So maybe that's why it feels that way. Did you do any lat pulldowns? Three lat pulldowns, a squat thrust, and a burpee. You did a squat thrust. And a burpee. Did you do the pelvic thrust? That's later. It really drives them insane. That's so true. Right there. We are just lighting this up. You want to get your notebook out. Any notebook will do. And you want to take your cigars, break it up into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. And you want to write down what you ate that day. What did you drink that day? How, what's your mood? What's the weather like? Finally, a little less chill in the air. We have been dealing like much of the Midwest and much of the country with zero and negative degree temperatures. My pipes froze for about 12 hours. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I dripped them and they froze, but everything's fine now. Everything is fine. And I am now in the blanket mode, as in blank it. We're getting garage heaters. We're getting new insulation. We're doing this. We're going to bring the sun closer to the house. Whatever it takes. <laughs> There's My wife is like, what are you spending? I'm like, you just sit there and look pretty. Wow. Which is not what I said. But I'm like, we have to do this. I can't, I can't go through another winter like this. It drives me nuts. I'm stunned. I mean, because what was it, two years ago or no, was it last, last year? year. You had the we had the flood. Uh, it, oh, 
tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage uh, to the house. This, no damage, because we were there and we caught it. But you want to write down the weather, because that will affect your palate. And then when you've broken the cigar into the first third, the second third, and the final third, what are the flavors that you're getting off of it? What are you experiencing? And when you smoke that cigar, three months, four months, six months later, you'll do it again, and you'll see the through line. You'll see where your palate is for that smoke. You have started smoking Fingers Malloy. Where are you? Oh, for me, uh, on the light, there's some nice pepper and leather. Uh, the draw is incredibly easy. And Almost too easy. Yeah. Almost too easy. Wow. Wow. That's like that. For a set, I mean, you got to slow down a little bit. You'll smoke through this fast. <laughs> I felt a bit like a straw. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and maybe that'll nice turn piece. some people off. Uh, for me, I, I'm i really enjoying it, and, and lots of pleasant smoke coming off this cigar. I don't get a sense uh, that it's going to be too hard to maintain this stick as we progress through the first third. Okay, here's... Okay, we, we just started smoking. So first, that draw, for me, way too easy. But you're right about the smoke coming off it. There's a tremendous amount. Rarely do I get a scent off of the smoke. It's chocolatey. Check that out. Hmm. That's nuts. That's a first for me. Now maybe I just haven't been paying. Now I got to pay attention to this. I gotta. I gotta be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not getting that. Oh. I'm talking about the actual smoke. Yes. Not the. Not just as the cigar combusts. Oh, that's very cool. But it feels good. There's a there's a bit of pepper in there, right? There's a bit of of of, of uh, that that cocoa going on. Are you getting any leather? That's why I'm not really getting the chocolate right now. Um, I don't know if I call that leather, but I would definitely say that that it, that it's smooth. That is easy. There's you know even even the pepper that's going on. There's nothing harsh. No. That that's happening. Maybe I see the cocoa as and, and that sweetness. And you see it as, as leather. That's that's possible. It's a, it's a nice right off the bat. It's a bit beguiling. I didn't think that the cigar would bring the the, the, the combinations here from Lovely Cigars, lovelycigars.com. This is the 162, part of their core line, three different Vitolas, shapes of and sizes of, of the cigar that they have uh, available at select tobacconists across the country. It's, you just got me right when I was about oh, sorry. to draw. No, that's fine. I'll be interested because we have not done a lovely cigar before. Uh, not only how this will develop over time, but also uh, what price point we're talking about. Yeah, we'll get to that coming up in a, in a bit. Um, what I, I First of all, I love the idea of bringing something back, bring a connecting to history. Story matters. If there's anything that millennials and Gen Z have done in terms of marketing, the story matters. They, people want a, a, a connection to something. They want a reason to get the cigar. And the history there in Green Bay, I'm assuming that Wisconsin people are like, yes, this is our cigar. That's, that is terrific. The question is, can you, can you build a business that way? Now, when you take a look, they are in other places. They're in Illinois. They're uh, here in our beloved uh, Indiana. They're in, they're in other spots. But it, the idea of being a regional sensation or a regional focus, I'd be curious if that's their 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 marketing, or if, if it's you know it's just where you start. It's not necessarily where you end. Now, fingers Malloy from Lovely Cigars. We are smoking the Churchill. The, they call it the number one sixty two. 
Six and a half by 48. Is it in your humidor for $11 a stick? I mean, we just lit this. But if you had to ask me right now, $11 for this flavor profile, uh, the quality, if it remains the way it, it has so far, yes. And you're not getting any pepper off that? Oh, I'm getting pepper. I'm not getting chocolate. Okay. Because it's sitting right on the tongue, and it's starting to build. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that moves as we get into the second third of this cigar, lovelycigars.com. Check it out for yourself. And thank you, RJ. So the winter is actually a great time uh, to get out there and smoke and grill, except, of course, for the weather. If it wasn't for the weather, winter would be a perfect time to smoke and grill. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Joining us now, America's favorite amateur pitmaster, John Brodigan, out of New York. He is a Long Island Boy, the only East Coast vestige I still have, John Brodigan, is I call it Long Island. The guy has been smoking on an amateur basis for years, has got a setup that you would dream about. But it's true. You don't want to think that you get to winter, John, and you're like, well, I guess I have to put it all away now and wait for the first sprouts of spring to appear before I can have some brisket again. You smoke during the winter? Um, I try to. Though it's, it's it's kind of funny though because when Fingers first told me that we were going to be discussing um, tips for cooking in the winter, um, my biggest cooking in the winter hack is spend a couple of thousand dollars on a pellet smoker. So it's like cooking in an outdoor convection oven. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to spend that much. I didn't spend that much uh, on the Traeger, I, and I have the Ironwood series, and and it, admittedly, mine's not even insulated, and it does the job. Is, do you do you have a pellet, and is it insulated? Um, I, ha- I have the Traeger, and I think I have the Ironwood Traeger. Uh, if yours is insulated, I'm going to guess mine is also. Now, my, what's weird is mine isn't, but the insulated ones really do hold. And But e- the, the issue with, with any of the, the pellet grills is that if you're trying to do the high heat stuff, in the dead of winter, it doesn't get there. But I don't ever make those kinds of things, right? For me... It, it, the smoker is for brisket. It, it, it is 225. I, I'm keeping at that place. I'm not hitting tr- or trying to hit the 500 degrees stuff. Are you? Are, oh, no, I, I use the um, any, anything like 500 degrees. Like if, if I'm searing a steak or something or doing vegetables, that's, I, I've got the, the Komodo charcoal uh, grill right next to it. And that and that's really good at keeping heat. I mean, the, the, the last thing I tried making on a Traeger over 300 degrees was cookies. <laughs> okay, now wait a second. You can't just drop that bomb. What kind of cookies did you make on a, a Traeger uh, grill? Oh, no, literally chocolate chip cookies, but I figured, all right, instead of putting them in the oven at 375, I'm going to put them on the Traeger, get, get, get a little smoke flavor. See, that's that's interesting. Well, how did they turn out? Did you get the smoke flavor? Um, oh, they, 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 taste, they taste like chocolate chip cookies with a little bit of smoke flavor. <laughs> so that's I'm a no? I'm never going I'm I'm to do it again. I mean, it was, it was a waste of time, but it was still, you know, it was an experiment. It was like that experimental phase in college. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to John Brodigan, America's favorite amateur, a pit master. But you, you do and you have smoked and grilled in, in, in winter. Is it really about the machinery or, is, or are there other things you can do that make winter cooking worthwhile? I think the best thing that the, the best thing the best thing to do for smoking and, and barbecuing and 
in general is to have like a, de- a de- designated area for it where it's got its own like you know covering, so every, everything is co- compact. Um, but but uh, and th- that usually helps. It usually helps against the elements. From there, it, it all depends on what on what you're smoking on. I know when I was I um, I started off on the Weber uh, bullet smoker. And what I, what I saw on the, on the internet to do, if uh, you get a bunch of panels of oriented strawboard, and you make like a bifold panel, so did, that did and, you and, make in the case yourself? of the bullet smokers, yeah, and it, I mean, it's, it's basically, but you, I mean, I have no no construction skills whatsoever. But you basically get like four panels of oriented strawboard and a bunch of door hangers. Wow. <laughs> And you and you, you wrap it around the smoker. Wrap it around the smoker. That 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 that's going to keep in the heat in. So, going back to you know you when you're you're smoking brisket and you're maybe doing a, a you know a pork shoulder. Do you have just one type of wood that you like to use, or do you have several different kinds of wood that you have on hand? I usually mix it up. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what you would call a uh, sensitive palate, where I could I could particularly taste the difference between the different woods. But I know I usually I keep hickory and mesquite, and then cherry, apple, maple, and uh, oak. Oak I usually save just for brisket. Um, if I'm making any anything else, I'll do like a base of like hickory or mesquite, and then I'll add in some some of the fruit woods, and that that, that usually works for me. I get that. I get, I'm not saying I can tell the difference between the two of them, but it usually tastes good when it comes out. You talk about having a an area a designated area. Talking to John Brodekin, America's favorite amateur pit master, uh, is it is it just like one of those pop up kind of tents, or did you like the bifolds? Did you go full MacGyver and build yourself a a, a, a he shed or whatever they would call the the thing to do this in? Oh, and I did the, the, the bifolds. Like I said, said, the bifolds was literally just taking four wooden panels and just screwing them together. Uh, in the case of what, what I have this, my setup now, uh, I've got, I, I have the big um, what's the, the wood that's really good to go outside that doesn't, that doesn't fall apart. Pine. I have the. I think it's pine. I have a big a big pine wood thing set up with like a with a that's got electricity and it's got a metal roof, but. I had, I had people put that together with for me because I could cook, I can't build. So you, I mean, but that's, that is, is that a, a level of cost investment or was it a time investment or was it something that you built over time? Um, oh no, it was just a, a cost investment and it went, they went together in like a day. Oh, well that, that's doable. A day is doable. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the time investment was thinking about it for months of what I would do if I had the, if, if I had the cash investment. So John Brodigan's joining us, America's favorite amateur pitmaster, big Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, the playoffs are here. Buffalo is in them. Uh, you know, we're, we're coming right up to the Super Bowl. Uh, what are the kinds of things that you like to put on uh, the smoker, you know, and, and, and the grill, keeping in mind that it, it's really cold outside for the Super Bowl? I usually, when it comes to cooking for the, cooking for the Super Bowl, I usually, like, focus more on sides. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do a brisket because when the when the game doesn't start until six thirty, and well, as we know, when you go outside doing a brisket, you know, as as you're cooking for eight hours, you're also drinking for eight hours. So, God but, bless by, the, by the time the game rolls around, you get you, you're pretty much shot. So I usually I usually just focus on um on sides. I might do a pork butt because those are easy to do, 
But my go-to is my is my mesquite wood mac. Uh, it's a uh, macaroni and cheese. It's got six different cheeses, and I usually throw barbecue leftovers in it. Oh, so either you know, I'm guessing if you have leftover brisket or pork, you're throwing that in there. Yeah, because what I do, what I do when I cook during the I, I, when I cook during the summertime, like I you usually have leftovers because I remember I have, most of the time I'm cooking for myself. So I'll um, I'll freeze wrap I'll, I'll freeze wrap the leftovers. So that way, anytime I want to make that involved leftovers, like like chili or an omelet or a pizza, or in the case of the macaroni and cheese, I'll just you know, I'll, I'll grab I'll grab like a thing of pork or brisket out of the freezer, defrost it, and like and throw it in there. How many cheeses in your leftovers mac and cheese? Uh, six. There are six. Che- Can you name them quickly? Yes, uh, smoked gouda, Gruyere, uh, cheddar, uh, cream cheese. Parmesan, and then and then the six cheese is always a dealer's choice, depending on when you go to the supermarket, what looks good. That's John Brodigan. He is America's favorite amateur pitmaster. We got to get that recipe. Put it up at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. John, appreciate you. We will talk more uh, about your tips in the future. Keep it here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Vegas. Sin City, baby. The Super Bowl is going to be there this February. And a lot of people say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not true. It doesn't? No, uh, whatever you catch there it does come home with you to your local doctor. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He is Tony Katz. Find the book, Let's Go Barbecue, on Amazon.com. You know, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Speaking of things that come home with you. The book should come home with you. It should be sent to you, to your doorstep, on Amazon.com. That's where you can find it. Amazon.com. Let's go barbecue. Really, the best Valentine's Day gift you could possibly give your significant Nothing says love like smoked meat. That's true. So, Tony, get this. This is is weird. Uh, You know, Vegas, you've got all the things that go on in in Las Vegas. you got the legalized gambling. you got legalized uh, marijuana. You got uh, prostitution that's legalized outside of Vegas. Outside of Vegas. Uh, a lot of things uh, to <laughs> you look at, you think, wow, I, I can't believe you can do that in Las Vegas. Here's what you can't do anymore. A new ordinance was passed that prohibits stopping on Las Vegas strips pedestrian bridges. I. What do you mean stopping? You cannot stop and stand for a long period of time on a pedestrian bridge, uh, according to the uh, Las Vegas Journal uh, and, and the USA Today, County uh, Clark County began enforcing a pedestrian zone flow ordinance Tuesday that prohibits people from stopping, standing, or engaging in an activity that causes oh. another person to stop on pedestrian bridges and surrounding escalators and stairways. And you think to yourself, well, geez, that seems a little harsh. I'm sure for those who aren't familiar with uh, the Vegas Strip, they have these large pedestrian bridges so you can easily walk across to the other side of the Strip instead of having to, uh, you know, the the, the traffic is, is crazy on the Strip. And I'm sure there are a lot of people taking selfies, uh, you know, blocking the flow uh, of uh, foot traffic, oh, right? And so you think, okay, what, what could it be? A fifty dollars fine? No, 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 no. Violating the ordinance, which the Clark County Board of Supervisors passed unanimously, 
could draw a $1,000 fine and up to six months in jail. Damn. Of all the crazy things that are going on in Las Vegas, you know, crime, you know, is going through the roof in a lot of cities. This seems uh, a little bit of an overreach. Um, so, so the methodology is keep people walking, keep people moving. And for the people who want to be intransigent, now the local police have a tool to get them off the bridge and keep things moving. I, I, I never like the idea of legislation for those purposes, but I, I do understand what at least they're trying to do. And there are people and they've had, you know, in Vegas, sometimes people have a drink. Get out. From what I'm told. Uh, they find themselves a lovely club soda. And then they spill it out and they fill it with grain alcohol. And they drink 22 <laughs> of those. And that can lead to some people thinking that they own the bridge. And when you think you own the bridge, you do things like hang out on the bridge and keep other people from walking on the bridge. Okay. I think I get where they're going. They're talking about having an issue that most other people don't have. But if I had to stop and tie my shoe, I'm not going to jail, am I? Depends on your attitude and who is enforcing the ordinance, I'm guessing. I would hope that common sense would prevail in that situation. But who the heck knows when you give somebody that much power? Now, there was uh, analysis was done by the UNLV Criminal Justice Department. Uh, there was a professor there who cited... Uh, 23% increase in disorderly conduct calls for uh, the pedestrian bridges uh, from 2018 to 2022. And 11% of those calls were on those bridges. So apparently, here, here's my theory. Since we're, let's just wildly speculate here for a well, second. What else is there? Like you said, uh, things are consumed in Las Vegas, right? Right. And uh, whether it's it's alcohol or marijuana and prime rib. Yeah. <laughs> and you're walking across the bridge and you see someone. Have you ever been prime rib drunk? No. Oh, that is that is that is the best kind of drunk. But I have gotten the meat sweats before. That's just weird. That's never happened you, to me. Well, you've never uh, been in a competition. No. When it comes to eating meat. Just like with I myself. Have. There it is. So. Imagine you're walking across the bridge and you've got uh, some people who may be under the influence who can't get off their cell phone. Either they're they're taking selfies or uh, maybe they're doing some sort of live stream and they're uh, under the influence and maybe you're under the influence and words are exchanged because those pedestrian bridges can be pretty crowded. And a lot of times you have to stop and wait for a second or two. And if you, you see that you're being... Uh, restricted by someone who isn't paying attention, who is on a cell phone, taking selfies. I could see where words would be exchanged. And unfortunately, in 2024, uh, fists can be exchanged. Because everyone is just so completely freaked out and hyped up and, and looking to be in, in, insulted. So I have, a, I have a theory that was first proffered by my brother, the good Dr. Katz. But I don't think he understood exactly the, the depths to which he, he is, is correct here. As a society, American society, mm -hmm. our issue is not mental illness. 
And it's not that mental illness doesn't exist. Of course it exists. Our issue is anxiety. We are an anxious, anxiety-ridden, on edge, ready to go at any minute society with absolutely no capacity for for self-regulation. Is this social media? To an extent, this is social media because there's a a reward to outrage. Yes. And being rewarded is, is nice. It is cultural to the idea that somebody who bumps into you well, they, they, they've threatened your honor. How, how dare they insult you like this? Disrespect. And disrespect has to be responded to not by saying, what a putz, and moving on with your life because you're there to gamble a little bit and then eat a good steak. It has to be dealt with with somehow engaging in the most potentially and then actively violent way possible. It requires that. Because you're waiting for someone to do you wrong because everybody's going to do you wrong. And so you have to react to show that you won't be done wrong too. It's anxiety, man. And, and, it, and it's not that it has to be medicated. It has to be culturally rectified by everybody calming the blank down. Yeah. And, and staying away from the social and staying away from the crazy. Which I think is impossible in 2024. because oh, hell. Social media, I I think, is a big part of it because not only uh, do you have the whole world uh, at your fingertips, you have the whole world's opinion at your fingertips. Not only about issues that you care about, a lot of times it may be opinions about you and you're bombarded by it if you engage in it and people like to say that uh, they can control themselves. But too often, what do we see when we go to a restaurant, Tony? How many people do you see at a table who are at a table for four and they're with their family or with, with friends, but they're really with their phone is who right. they're with? People I, can't dis- disengage. It happens at the dinner table. Yep. People at their phone. Uh, the other day, I mean, we were just, everybody was kind of fending for themselves, which, which happens. And we were all relaxed and talking. And my youngest was eating and watching their phone. I... I stared for a moment. I said, so you're watching your phone while you're eating? And they were like, yeah. I went back to it. <laughs> it took them about the five count to realize, oh, oh, that was that was some passive aggression. I shouldn't be on the, I'm going to turn it off now. <laughs> so, Dad, how was your day? Right. That's always the best. It, 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 a full, and by the way, not being on your phone, creating more anxiety. Yes. What am I missing? This is This is it. This is it. And now it's manifesting to not being able to stand on a bridge. I do love me a rye, Fingers Malloy. As you well know, I would consider myself a rye guy. I actually saw that on a bumper sticker once. Tony Katz is a rye guy. I made those bumper stickers. Handed them out for free. All over the Rye Lovers Anonymous meeting. Is that not how it went? I think that's exactly how it went. Eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This is a malted rye. From Basil Hayden, sometimes referenced as Basil Hayden, the malted rye, it is 100% malted rye. Wow. That's the mash bill. That's the totality of it. Nothing more, nothing less. A rye would be 51% rye, right, which is a grain, 
like bourbon has to be 51% corn by law. Uh, but this is 100% rye, 100% malted rye coming in at 80 proof. Uh, the, the, the name, a very easy classic name, a uh, great name in, in, in bourbon history. But, but Basil Hayden... Uh, people are like, yeah, you guess you have that in the in the in the liquor cabinet. He, people come over. You're not afraid to pour it. Use it for your mixed drinks. Totally fine. Totally good. This is a little bit different of a, of a, of a play, Fingers Malloy. Um, it's a we 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 we're doing this neat. Oh, somebody gave us a serious pour here yeah. at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, where we record the show, BlendBarCigar.com. Um, that's first of all, that's crazy. That is a crazy pour. That's a double. That might be a triple. But oh, it's going to be a good night. But it's a very, very light color right there. You're talking about a um, a little bit of a, of a diluted golden is, is what that is right there. I mean, that that's light. Yeah, it is. And uh, sticking to the glass just a little bit. Not a whole heck of a lot. I'll tell you what, Tony. I moved the glass in front of me about a foot and a half away, and I got something on the nose. Which is super weird. Because the look is very light, the nose is near decadent. I mean, that's that is delicious. There's a little bit of oak in there. There's a little bit of of, of that rye spice that almost brings about some some citrus. It's warm. It's it's crazy. It's eighty proof, but this nose and and the look of it. It's eighty proof. The look of it says probably uh, uh, on the weaker side. And the nose said, excuse me, hold my beer. I mean, the, the glass was two feet away from me. It's yeah. not off-putting. It's very pleasant. I'm getting that citrus that you're talking about. Uh, also, that rye spice is definitely there. That is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, that. the minute you, you get that, you're like, oh, that's nice. Doesn't matter who you are. That, that'll, that'll fit. Because it's being, it, uh, in the undertone, you get the oak. And feeling, and any time for me... You get that out of 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 the of of the brown. You get that out of the bourbon or the rye. You you have a chance to feel comfortable. Like this is gonna feel very very good. But we won't know, Fingers Malloy, until we we try it. Fingers Malloy, you ready for this? <sighs> Tony, I've been ready for this since Sunday. Is that when the Lions uh, beat the Los Angeles Rams and beat Matthew Stafford? The evil Los Angeles Rams. Is that what they are? And the evil Matthew Stafford. That's right. That's what I thought. We start it neat and then move it to a big rock or add some water. We have it in the Glencairn glass, which has the foot, bows out, and then comes back in. You can really get your nose in there. Fingers Malloy is doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate, really getting a feel for it. Sometimes you want to take two sips, the first to set the taste buds, the second to really get an idea of the, the, the flavors. This is the Basil Hayden or Basil Hayden. Uh, malted rye, 100% malted rye. What are you saying, Fingers? That's so nice. It's so nice. Right off the bat, I got that oak. You get that rye spice. Uh, there's a little bit of honey there. Uh, listen, I mean, it's there's there's not really much of a sting at all. No, no burn going on. It's 80 proof, right? Uh, just lovely. Absolutely enjoyed it. I'll be interested to see. You're the big rye guy, Tony. I'm going in. I'm going in. The Basil Hayden malted rye. Here, here I go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. 
Okay. Slight uh, sting on, on the lips. Um, no burn going down. The very faintest of warming center chest. The cinnamon. There's a cinnamon that rests on the tongue near immediately, and you actually feel it build across the width of the middle tongue. That's crazy cool. That happened to me after about 45 seconds. So this is where it's fascinating. The what I guess you would call the palate. As you first take it in, that is super subdued. Okay, the heat's building. And you're just super yep. subdued. It is in the finish of this drink as that cinnamon starts to build out, that heat starts to build up. Then in that finish, there's a little bit of vanilla that's coming up. I don't know if I'm disappointed or impressed. <laughs> right? Like, I would like those flavors on the palate. Man, the finish, the, the, the buildup on the finish here is nutty. That's cool. I mean, like oh, it's delicious, 90 too. seconds after, it's still uh, it's still blossoming. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It really is. That's the right term. It's blossoming, and that's you don't get that every day. Um, that's that is. Admittedly, I would like more of that on the palate itself. As I'm taking it down, I would love those flavors, and then see them find their spot in the finish. It's weird that it didn't find its spot going down. It is in the finish where these things really built to a, a, a crescendo. And, and now are slowly finding their place, but they're not finding their place in a good enough structure for me. I, I, I hesitate to describe it this way, but the only way I feel like I can accurately uh, describe what it Blink is... What 182 song would you associate with this drink? Uh, hey, Soul Sister. Uh, no, I don't think that's... Think that's... <laughs> On the palate, it almost feels like it's a little watered down. Yes, it's muted. It's it, but then as as it, you get to the palate and the finish it, from the palate to the finish, it it just builds like you said, and it blossoms, and uh, that's really interesting. The question, fingers, Malloy, is is this in your liquor cabinet? The Basil Hayden Malted Rye, is it in your liquor cabinet for an MSRP of sixty dollars? Yeah, I can see that. See. I can see it. Uh, I get. I get why you can see it. Twenty twenty four dollars, Tony. Twenty nineteen, eh? But everything's getting more expensive. I don't know. I don't know because I think that you said it absolutely perfectly. It is the palate that is watered down. It is the finish that it just builds on you. You're like, that's crazy. And then the finish gets a little bit muddled as well. Um, I'm fearful about putting it on a cube or some I, water. I don't think I'm going to. I think we're. Even though we do it for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, I don't think I'm afraid to move it to a cube. I think the whole thing washes out. Yeah. It's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. There's really nothing bad about this. It's that... And, and, and that finish is super surprising. And that for that alone, I'd try it. But it's just... It's the wrong proportion for me. That's killing me. So you think it's more of a lounge pour than going and buying a bottle? I don't... I, I, I don't... I don't know. I'm going to let this kind of, you know, play out and see where I am, uh, you know, uh, 30 minutes from now. That's my plan. Just keep it. Don't touch it. Just leave it right there. Don't touch your dial or your podcast. Fingers Malloy, get in the truck. We're going to Applebee's. Yay! It's date night, and it's on this big spender. 
Wow. I'm going to get all the potato skins. Dietrich, smoke gum, Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Applebee's offering a year's worth of weekly date night passes for $200. What You, you, you pay the 200 bucks, you get the date night pass. It gives you $30 worth of food, not drink, right? You can't get the Dollaritas or anything like that. $30 worth of food per week for an entire year. The date night pass has a value up to $1,500. And a limited number go on sale Monday, January 22nd at noon. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm absolutely buying. I think so, too. And it's, it's good between February 1st, 2024, January 31st, 2025. Only be used once per 24-hour period. Now, does that mean I could do just... 52 days in a row? Or do I have to do I, it I think by, it's once a week. week? I think it's once a week. But I have questions and I want to know more uh, of what's in the fine print. Can you do this, use this for a takeout order instead of, does it have to be dining only? This story doesn't talk about that. I would bet cash money, we're talking about American cash, uh, that it would have to be dining only. Boy. I would bet cash that it's dining only. Because they want you to get the Dolloritas and uh, the is it the big Brutus the big I, I get my chilies and my Applebee's mixed up the big huge mug of beer I have uh, no when's the last time I was at an Applebee's but I oh, get this well la tea da I am not even embarrassed not at all nor in any way two hundred bucks for fifteen hundred bucks you spend two hundred you get fifteen hundred. Sorry. The, oh, okay, you win. I can eat mozzarella sticks like it's my job. The other question I have is, do you, do you have to have a guest with you? Because uh, believe me, I, could, I can easily order $30 worth of food by myself at Applebee's. Can I get that and just say to myself, once a week, self, I'm going to have a me day where I go to... To Applebee's. All fingers all the time. I'm on the menu right now. What do you want to know? The the Irresistibles, the steak Ooh. and ribs, the chicken, the pasta, the seafood, the salad. No, not the salads. Forget it. Uh, the handcrafted burgers, the sandwiches. Uh, what, 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 do you, what do you want? Chicken you want? kaboom? I don't know if they have a chicken kaboom, but let, let's oh. go to the steak and ribs. Yeah. Right? We're, we're, we're grownups. You can get a six-ounce sirloin mm-hmm. or an eight-ounce sirloin. Or the double glazed baby back ribs, only 1,440 calories. Right there. The Bourbon Street steak, the Applebee's riblets plate. Stop. Haven't you ever had riblets? Why would I get the Applebee's riblets plate when I can get the Applebee's riblets platter? Oh, there you go. I don't even know what we're doing. Now, I know prices vary depending on location, but you could easily get two meals there for $30, right? I mean, that, no, if you're going to get the, the, the steak and the ribs and all that, but if you're just going to get a couple of burgers or uh, a pasta dish and a, and, a, and a burger or wings and a burger, you could probably keep it under $30. So I'm trying to figure out what, what this would, 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 would cost here. So I, I, I'm going to look for it again. It is the Applebee's Riblets Plate. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Hundred proof, ten dollars ninety nine cents at oh. least uh, around us. Ten ninety nine, you get two of those, and you get a dessert, and you could get a dessert. 
I bet they have one of those skillet cookies with the ice cream on top. Like, gosh, you know what we should do, Fingers? Go to Applebee's? We should. Well, yes. We should find out. Here's the dessert. Let's see if they have a skillet cookie, Oreo cookie shake, uh-huh. Cinnabon mini swirls, sugar-dusted donut dippers. Wow. They might as well just call it diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. <laughs> They've got the triple chocolate meltdown, the sizzling butter pecan blondie, or brownie bites. But no, not a skillet cookie. I bet that blondie is some sort of cookie kind of brownie with ice cream on top. It is. There it is. It is. Oh, boy. I've never been so excited about Applebee's. How quickly is this thing going to sell? Oh, my goodness. Especially, say you're wrong, and I believe you're right, but say you're wrong and you could get takeout? I, I, I mean, my goodness. Get takeout once a week. How, how could they, how could they do that? I can't, I can't imagine they do takeout. Did you know that uh, they have it under a section? All of a sudden, we're an Applebee's uh, <laughs> ad. You can eat boneless wings, riblets, and shrimp. Not just eat, all you can eat. Stop it. All, hold on a second, fingers. All you can eat, boneless wings, riblets, and shrimp. Fourteen ninety nine a person. Served with unlimited fries. <laughs> Fingers Malloy, how many people do you want to take? How many people do you want to take to Applebee's right now? Ten. For the unlimited, all-you-can-eat, boneless wings, riblets, and shrimp. Ten. And it's it's five o'clock right now. We'll be there till close. <laughs> Just keep eating and eating and eating. They'll kick us out. Bring your shaving kits. Is, is, this, is this standard? Does this... 15 bucks all you can eat in today's America? No. No, it's not. But let's let's think about this for a second. As we all know, boneless wings, it's it's not a wing. It's a chicken nugget. Agreed. They could probably get uh, 15 chicken nuggies that we call them, chicken nuggies. Uh, uh, I don't know. Are we seven? <laughs> out of one chicken breast. Uh, so really, you could eat 45 wings and it'll cost the restaurant $2.70. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I- I'm looking for uh, the-, the deal. It doesn't say... I- I'm trying to see if, if it can be used on... Uh... Oh, oh, oh. Present date night pass when placing your order for dine-in or use your 10-character code for to-go orders at checkout via Applebee's.com or the Applebee's mobile app you don't even have to stay once a week once a week every week for a year you can get takeout and it's only going to cost you two hundred dollars um i am i i i i'm gonna have to try (laughs) i'm gonna have to try. you know i do a radio show at noon every day yeah uh, so I'm going to be like, sorry, guys, can't talk right now. Trying to get my Applebee's <laughs> fixed. I got a riblet caught in my throat. Uh, we should do an eat, drink, smoke challenge. Where every, but, you know, I, I think there needs to be some sponsorship money involved. But an eat, drink, smoke Applebee's weekly challenge <laughs> where we can take out every week and put it on social media. And, and you got to show the empty plate at the end. Did you clean your plate? $30 worth <laughs> of food. I'm trying to figure out. We we have to do the 
the um, what you call? We have to do the uh, all you can eat boneless wings, riblets, and shrimp. Fourteen ninety nine a person. That would be a fun video to make. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take everybody. It's on fingers, right? I smell Super Bowl party at Applebee's. <gasps> if Detroit <laughs> makes a Super Bowl, I'll make a reservation. It's a dream come true. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Never buying ice cream again, Fingers Malloy. Why? I didn't tell the story. I forgot to tell the story. I, I maybe I did. Maybe I did, and I forget. I'm just so excited. It's Eat Drink Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that is Fingers Malloy. Find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The book Let's Go Barbecue: Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit at Amazon.com. Let's Go Bourbon. You'll find it at Amazon.com as well. And coming in 2024, Let's Go Grill. That's happening? That is happening. You might want to get your research going. Oh, I, I will this weekend. I'll put some meat on my grill. Good research. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I purchased the Ninja Creamy, oh. which is a way of making ice cream at home. Now, I want to say for the record, before anything, that it's really nothing more than a high-powered blender. <laughs> I just want to be clear about this. And it, it has these containers that you put in there and you, you, you put in all the ingredients and then you freeze it. And then you pull it out and you put it in the machine and it's able to get through it and mix it up. And that's how it makes the ice cream. Oh, wait. So you, aerates. You, don't, you don't blend it up first and then freeze it. You freeze the ingredients first and then blend it. Well, you may mix it. You may mix the ingredients first, but you don't put it in the creamy until after it's already frozen. Oh. And what it's doing is basically adding air. And then sometimes you'll blend it and you'll realize it's kind of almost powdery. You add a little more heavy cream or a little bit of half and half, a little bit of milk, whatever it is, or water, depending on what you're making. And then it creams up. We have made, my, my, my youngest made a protein ice cream with vanilla pudding, powdered vanilla pudding. Okay, you lead with that. It's... <laughs> You don't leave with the protein. Vanilla powder pudding and, and and heavy cream and protein powder. There you go. And it was very good. Then we made a lemon sorbet out of just lemon juice, water, and sugar. And we didn't even use real sugar. We used like 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 monk fruit or something. See if we very good. Yeah. Right? Little tweaks we would make. I am a strawberry ice cream guy. Okay. It isn't necessarily my favorite, but I love strawberry ice cream. Eight ounces of strawberries, so basically half a package. We cut it into, washed them, cut it into quarters, m mashed it up. Uh, it's 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 a I think a half a cup of sugar. We you, they say to use corn syrup. Just try to create a, a texture thing. We used honey instead. Huh? Uh, and and then heavy cream. Let it freeze. Put it in there. Mixed it all up. Takes two minutes. Then added a little bit of half and half just to get it a little creamier. Mixed it again. It's unbelievable. I will never buy ice cream again. I have a couple of fat guy questions for uh, you. Go ahead. First of all, the container. Is it a, a one, one serving container? No, 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 no. Oh, a quart. No, maybe it's a pint. Maybe it's a pint container. No, it's not a one uh, serving a, a thing. Pint. I hate Wait. to break it to you. A pint. <laughs> it's no, single it's serve. Maybe it's a quart. It's not. It's not a one serving container. Okay. It's not. Now, it might only be three servings, but I don't care. Okay, and here's the other question I have for is this you. A, it's also a fat guy question? Yes, it is also a fat guy question. Or 
Well, how come that's the never asked the presidential candidates? It should be. Nikki well, Haley, I have a fat guy question <laughs> for you, Ambassador. I'll class it up a little bit for a portly guy question oh, for you. you. Uh, I am a big fan of a blizzard and or a McFlurry. Are you able to take up, uh, say you're, you're, you're making this and you've got some chopped up Snickers. Can you throw that in there or will that muck up the system? Fingers Malloy, huh? there is a button for mix-ins. Oh. I will never buy ice cream again. It works. It works. Now, there are probably other ice cream makers you can get. It works. It is fantastic. The kids are crazy about it. Now they're doing all sorts of things. So it gets them in the kitchen. Anything gets them in the kitchen. And we've been very focused on this as a family for years. Uh, I, I love, you know exactly what's in it. Mm-hmm. it it's over. I'm ne- it'll ne- I, Don't get me wrong. I'll buy ice cream again. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never doing it again. It's unbelievable how good it is and how enjoyable it is. And four ingredients. Four. So if you're keeping score at home, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Applebee's and Ninja apparently should be sponsors of Eat, Drink, Smoke. I don't know why they're not right now. <laughs> but as Fingers Malloy has told you, and, and I bring up the creamy because Super Bowl Sunday, it's going to be an array of ice creams. Mm. It is going to be a plethora of are, ice creams. Are, are you going to have the Tony Katz ice cream bar for the Super Bowl? I am now, kitten. <laughs> I am now. Uh, there are deals galore. On TVs and fingers, I know you watch this stuff. Are you in the market again? I'm always, I'm always in the market for a television. Did you replace the one in the living room? No, I have not. How? Why not? <sighs> There's a family battle. Do, do, just do it. What is your wife gonna do? This is your wife saying the TV is fine, right? <laughs> the TV is fine. Don't mess with it. Yes, the TV is fine. Fingers, leave uh-huh. it alone. Fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, totally it's, by doing. And so. It's oh, and get this. I can't believe I'm going to say this because it is really uh, 2024 in a nutshell in America. It's only 50 inches, Tony. The TV's only 50 inches, and it's above uh, a mantle, a fireplace. It should be at least 65. I just want to say, for the record, the struggle is real, and I feel your pain. Uh-huh. Go get a new TV. Here are the deals. Here are some of the Super Bowl deals going on on new TVs. You can get from LG. Oh, this one's only 48 inch, so we're going to skip it. But it's a 48 inch uh, OLED, which is the right now a top of the line type of, of, of screen in terms of pixels and how the light comes. $599. That's crazy. That is at Best Buy. That's at Best Buy right now for the Super Bowl. For you, you might want to look at the 70 inch LG 4K. Four hundred ninety-eight dollars yeah, at Walmart. That's it's, it's, an, it's probably just an LED. It's not even a QLED. It's just the LED. So uh, look yeah. at you. Yeah, you you mentioned the OLED, but the problem is when you start getting into a seventy-inch OLED, that's that's probably fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, two grand. A, a, a seventy-inch OLED will probably be even even more. Oh, yeah. Here is if you want the the, the QLED, which is a step down, but still. We're, we're into the phase where you really... Who do you think you are that you're going to notice the difference? When they're side by side, you do. When they're in your living room, you don't. Do I really need to have Andy Reid's frozen icicly mustache look its best on well, that, a 70-inch TV? 
I mean, really. I, this is from the people at Samsung. The Samsung 70, it was a 75 inch, right? I think it was a Samsung 75 inch QLED, $2,200. Yeah. Now is that too much? Normally thirty three hundred. I I That's see thirty percent off. It's a great deal. I, I've seen QLED TVs for less, but at that size. But you and I have this discussion all the time. Trying to stay away from a Chinese TV, it, it's really really hard. Well, wait a second. Samsung, LG, Sony. You're you're you're, you're Japanese or or you're, you're South Korea. You're you're fine. In, 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 in that regard. But it's going to cost you. The 65-inch, which I think would be big enough, mm-hmm. Samsung S90C OLED, $1,700. I can Fingers see Malloy, that. If the Detroit Lions, and you're not going to go, which kills me, pains me, you're going to pay for your kid's college? You're some fan you are. You should be watching it on a 65-inch OLED screen. I probably will just at a bar or a restaurant. That's probably um, so what's going to happen. You make me feel like I should buy this for you for your birthday. And I just want to say for the record, I'm totally not doing that. Thank you. I am not doing that. The Basil Hayden 100% malted rye. Uh, don't put it on. Uh, don't add water. Don't put it on a cube. You, you, you do have to try it. It's, it a, is, it's a lounge pour. It's I this weird subdued thing with a beautiful nose and an outrageous finish. But this lovely, this lovely cigar, it's from lovelycigars.com. The 162 Churchill, six and a half by 48, 11 bucks all day. Absolutely. It has got a lot of pepper, but a little bit of this sweetness for me, cocoa undertone for fingers, a little bit of leather. It works. It works. There's something to do here for sure. Find it all at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat Drink Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast.